Mm, toes. Ew. Shall I introduce things? Yeah, why don't you go ahead? Oh my gosh, this better be perfect. Welcome to the Movie Overload podcast, where we will be discussing 100 essential films from a trip to the moon. Frick! To Parasite! And everything in between, including the ever-essential film... I'm just going to say it, Tokyo Story, but also fuck Woody Allen. Fuck Woody Allen. I mean, except Woody Allen. (laughs) I did not. You mean Woody Allen, the director of Tokyo Story? got excited, okay? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. I almost got out of my chair. I know. I knew that was going to make you mad. I know. I'm sorry. Because you know what? I won't do that anymore. That explains Tokyo Story. No, it doesn't. Have you seen any (laughs) any Woody Allen movies? You guys would probably... Like, okay... I, I don't mean to be mean back to you guys after okay. you were mean to <laughs> we me. We can be mean to each other. But like, what? based off of your opinions on Tokyo Story, you probably would like Woody Allen. Oh, so rude. And and honestly, I don't even. I'm not even going to take it back because I'm probably right. Like you guys would watch I, Annie Hall and be like, "This is good shit." Oh shit! I don't know. Yeah. Here's my issue: is well, that I it don't... does have a 4.0 in Letterbox, so apparently a lot of people like it. Tokyo Story. No, that has like a 4.2. Oh, are you talking about Annie Hall? Annie Hall has a 4.0. Tokyo Story yeah. has like a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know, and actually, uh, Sight and Sound named it as the best film ever made based off of a poll of international directors. It's true. Oh my. Yeah. And, and then it also tends to get like third after uh, Citizen Kane and Vertigo okay. as best film like here in, in the States. So oh. what I'm saying is... I don't know that I have a crazy opinion that this movie is very good. Absolutely not. But, I agree with you that this movie is very good. But I'm very excited uh-huh. to talk about the opinions because that's the point of this podcast is that we are forcing ourselves to watch films that we may or may not like. And then like some of them, I mean, all of them are good. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes they we're like, fuck this. The wind. See, but then I, again, was it a movie that I had to defend as technically being good? That's true. It because has, it is. It has, it has good elements to it. I wouldn't say that some of the more important elements are good, but some of them are. It's got good some of them are costumes. Incredible. It's got good cinematography. What? The cinnamon in that film. Perfection. Wait a second. Anyway. I need to backtrack for a hot hot second because like i looked up woody allen in his movies i have not seen any of them but like emma stone has acted in one of them timothy chalamet i didn't know that he directed rainy day in new york that's the thing that's kind of sad is like for some reason all of these people still work with woody allen yeah people and then it makes you have to be like ah why does this person also not have a conscience right because like i looked up when the thing happened with the child, and that was in 1992. Exactly. It's been a while. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I know that was like 30 years ago almost, but like, it's not like, like there was I anything to like, like, sometimes this stuff happens and people actually like get blacklisted. Yeah. Like, Kevin Spacey is still like yeah. not 
existent. So how did he not get aware. blacklisted? Well, because it doesn't tend to happen to directors, it doesn't mm. seem like. Like, yeah, that's like we got Roman Polanski too, who's yeah, notably true. also not on the list. It just mm-hmm. felt lengthy to say, fuck Woody Allen and Roman Polanski. Yeah. <laughs> um, Probably others. But knows. like, yeah, there's some real shitty people that are like, I mean, Roman Polanski's not allowed back in the, like he couldn't come back to this country because he would be in the slammer. And so mm. he just directs yeah. movies from other countries yeah and and like it's all gross it's all young people like well movie it's a lot of actors that are blacklisted i just looked up Mm -hmm. blacklisted celebrities Hmm. Catherine heigl which i knew brendan fraser mel gibson i don't think brendan fraser is like a bad person mel gibson blacklisted and oh gibson is guess who's still directing movies yeah he's still doing fine actually acting um silo green Kirk Cameron, Vince Vaughn. Why is Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn's still still doing work. Both of them are still doing stuff. Vince Vaughn was in, what was that movie? Freaky? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard maybe that was okay. Mitchell Hogue was also in that one. It just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite, but enough people were like, this is kind of good, actually, that I would would give it a shot. Gotcha. It looks bloody. Yeah, it looks great. Do you know what it's about? Yes, it's It's like Freaky Friday, but it's just the freaky part. Yeah, (laughs) sounds funny. Anyway. I'm dying. This movie's about uh, about Tokyo. This movie's about this podcast is about uh, Tokyo this story. Podcast not Vince Vaughn. Let's or Woody Allen. Wait, 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 wait. We talk about Woody Allen too wait. much. What? You're right. My yeah. name is Hanananana. Oh yeah, uh, I'm Hunter. I am your sweet Chuck Norris. <laughs> sweet. Ah, <laughs> oh, my sweet Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, good. Anyway, Tokyo Thanks. Story. What the frick is that? Uh, Should I watch it? It's good. Yes. Should I maybe see it? Watch it when you're in a good mood, maybe. I told you. I did tell her. And I wasn't sleepy. Yeah. I tried to set up. What time of day did you watch it? I watched it this morning. (laughs) It made me sleepy. It made me sleepy, too. I watched it at 11. I was more awake before and after watching the movie. I was so tired last night. I knew I would not make it through. it it, It was hard. I, I've been telling you lately too. I'm I'm in a weird funk. Okay, you haven't I'm, enjoyed a movie we've watched in a while. I haven't like really been enjoying much of anything. Kind of Are some things sad? that I some things I am, but also in some things I'm like, wow, I really like. I don't know. I'm just like I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like kind of okay. Yeah. Anyway, I may not be in the best state, but like I feel especially after reading about it more and you know seeing more details which we will get into i feel like i appreciate the movie a little bit more at least even if it wasn't <laughs> like wow i loved this movie you know mm-hmm. because it it did kind of i'm sad that it didn't work for me very much that's what uh, i said almost yeah. exactly i was like i appreciated it yeah, and i wanted exactly. to like it's it like, but i just kind of didn't <laughs> i feel like i see it and i see what it's going for and it's really good and cool and i like that and i liked seeing everybody's take on it and yours and like it's so good and I'm like, yes, you're right. Yes, I failed. Well, I'll no you didn't fail. Here's here's what I, I want like to say either. on a serious <laughs> note. Now that I've mocked you all guys yes, a little yes, bit, yes, I yes, want to yes. say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am proud of you guys for stretching yourselves today. Thank you. Oh, for for putting yourself through uh, something that you know for putting you, my you head didn't on the chopping block for putting your head on the chopping block. <laughs> you know, because you know. It, because of this podcast and and you know what i'm gonna say it because of me because mm-hmm. i know sure. that you guys you guys love me so much uh, 
I mean, you don't have to say it. I know it. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Oh, okay. I will take this opportunity to not say that. And I want to say to both of you right now, I do. <laughs> what? Anyway, I I proposed <laughs> to me oh, from you guys, okay, okay, and then okay. accepted. Interesting. That was the bit. Very. Anyway, what I'm saying is, yes. it's fine. The point is, we're not always going to like all the things, and I appreciate that you guys still made an attempt and are now also yeah. going to record for approximately another hour yeah. about, you know, the the, the positives. Yeah, I'm definitely still going to, you know, I'm very much still on the side of like, this movie is great and you should see it <laughs> because I do think that and I believe that. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I had a regrettably, you know, I just wish it was shorter. Yeah. If it was like an hour and a half. I still feel like maybe the argument could be made that it could be shorter. But people will yell at me for that. So let's just talk about it. Because everyone that talks about it. I don't feel like there's anything I want to cut out. Yeah. Everyone that talks about it is like, he earns every second. And I'm like, I don't know. There's some parts that are very repetitive. And like, what? I'm sorry. No, I just, I'm I just sorry. immediately started saying a, a negative thing. No, it's fine. It's just that I literally don't understand. But that's okay. <laughs> I have one that's part that it. stood that's out to fun me thing. in that way in particular that I could reference if you would. Okay. Like. Yes. <laughs> but yes, I am biased, yeah, and I want right. to. I want to call that out now. Yes. I've spent the better part of this year, be, or the better part of the last year of the previous year watching a lot of classic japanese cinema it's true so i'm already like it's not just dipping my toe in real quick i've been here in like post-war japan for quite a while now and i'm comfortable with it and Mm -hmm. i'm in it yeah and perspective the like some of the cultural aspects of things that would be like if this were an american movie Mm -hmm. somebody would be yelling about it or if these were modern day american families somebody would be yelling about it or having a conversation about it does not strike me as something that needs to happen here but also (laughs) i'm biased because i always like the movies that everybody's like but it's boring those are my movies so i feel like i maybe like a handful of those but i probably haven't seen enough of them actually actually no that's not true i take that back because you've seen more that are in that camp than i have you like 2049 so yeah but that's actually but uh, it feels uh, like there's uh, a lot going on that feels like a cheat answer so i'm not gonna do that i can't i take that back uh yes you have good experience and background and knowledge of things before whereas me i i don't even know what a japan is yeah no, what is it? I don't know. It's some weird place over there. I don't know. No, it's a cool place. It's great. You're a I know. Cool place. I, I don't really just know anything very substantial about it. So I, I learned things because of this movie now. That's cool. Okay. So. I'm excited. Here, give me. Okay. I don't mean to direct this because this is your episode. Too late. But, but what you should do is you should give me your repetitive, what it should be cut thing oh. that you were saying. Okay. And then go into so, your episode. So I only had one scene, and this may not even. I may not even feel this way again if I were to rewatch it, but just in the scene where dad comes to Shige's house drunk and she's like preparing the beds or something and it's just like a long shot. Okay, this is antithetical to the, to the point of the movie and I actually remember now that 
being bored is the point of parts of the movie, uh, based on what people have said in the internet. But I'm also like, she's just kind of doing stuff and going through motions and being just like, wow, drunk. He, he sure has been drinking. Drinkity-doo. He's so drunk. And I'm just like... <laughs> that... That's how that read to you. Yes, that is exactly how alcohol. Wait, so incredible. Thought of the Harry Potter just just like like the last bit of it. Not like most of it leading up to that was fine, but just there's this the the last bit was like. Or she was just yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Just adding wineless. Do it. No, I want you to. Sorry, you heard that Harry that little Harry Potter song was like Snape, Snape. Severus Snape, Dumbledore. just you said that all those fun words, and I was like drunk. Drunk, <laughs> alcohol, <laughs> and that's that's, that's what she did. Thank you Thank for you. the Potter Puppet Pals You're reference welcome. in our Tokyo Story episode. <laughs> anyway, I love this podcast. Tie that in. <laughs> that was a thought that I had while watching the movie. It's a bad thought, and I don't no, think that it actually no, means anything. You need to There's stop no, judging don't your have thoughts. A bad thought. It's too late. I'm uh, in, the I don't point think of bad this, thoughts exist. Yeah. Okay. Unless you're a creep. There's oh. a new podcast rule, okay, guys? Oh. No one is allowed to, like, shit on their own thoughts. That's for somebody else on the podcast Amen. to do. If it's required, somebody else will shit on your thought. Shut up. That but you can't shit on your dumb. own thought. But now I know things. I have no. information that overrides my reactions to the movie. But that's fine. That's but you're okay. Entitled you to still your own have opinions. your own reactions. Yes. I mean, I shared it with you. It's like it's you. good. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. And then I can also express my shitty thought about how I felt about that scene. Because for me, it was one of the more memorable bits because it felt very real. And I was like, ah, not only is it just kind of satisfying <laughs> to see her create these beds, and I'm just thinking about like what it would be like to be in her position and have this sort of thing happen. But it's really interesting to sit there while she's ranting about the thing that he's doing while also being completely oblivious to the reason why this is happening, which is kind of her. Mm. Which is to say the reason why he's going out and drinking is because he doesn't want to be a bother to her. He doesn't want to, you know be up in her space when she doesn't really want him there so he was like i'll go out drinking maybe i'll stay the night over at some of these people's houses and then they end up back at this house and it's like it's all out of this like weird attempt of like sure he's hurt and so he goes back to like what is safe and warm and comfortable and whatever but at the same time he's also going out to do it out of a, a degree of care for her and that doesn't get read at all and she never thinks about that it's never something it, like it's just antithetical to the way that she thinks and you can just understand that very clearly based off of the way she is the entire movie yeah very selfishly thinking about herself mm-hmm. and looking at her parents visiting as just kind of a thing i have to do thing i have to get through whatever oh we'll, we'll send them off it'll it'll be fine they'll go to a tommy i think is the place mm-hmm. and and there's, there's there's zero thought about like why are they here what do they want? What is the point of this? Mm. It's just entirely gone. Yeah. It's the culture is entirely changed I'm and they're so left out of it. And it feels like for me, all of that kind of comes together in that moment because the moments in which there's not a lot of interesting dialogue happening end up kind of becoming spaces where your, th- your ability to, to kind of think about what's actually going on in this family dynamic. It, it, that's where that kind of slides in for me because it's like, ah, 
they're not even thinking about what's going on. Mm-hmm. But me having this like outside perspective, I'm able to see it. And makes that sense. makes me think about my own family, etc. So I like that bit. I get that. But it's Very fine. Nice. Very nice. That was a nice summary. I appreciate it. I will, I will watch this movie again one day when hopefully I am not in a very subtly weird bad mood and have more than a shred of empathy in my body because I was <laughs> I could tell I was not I was not in the right spot. You're like fuck these that. people. Like, like, I, could, I don't even care. <laughs> and I was just like I I, I can totally it sucked, yeah. but yeah, I was I like, would feel I that way tell, in that like, mood totally. I was just yeah, uh-huh. I was just watching it and like I don't I'm not happy about it. Mm-hmm. But I I just I don't know, sometimes lately I have been in a weird mood. Mm-hmm. And I think I went, unfortunately was in it when I was watching the movie because I was okay. like, I'm just going to do it now mm-hmm. and not later because I just want to get it out of the way. And I was just like, these people are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's, that's not great. That's no, my, that if I had been in that mood, I would take. feel the same way yeah. and the three yeah. of us would anyway. all be shitting on this podcast. But I am because we were all to... in that mood when we watched The Wizard of Oz. Sure. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Uh, anyway. That I'm movie trying... puts me in that mood. I'm going to try to atone for my sins. Uh, and we can go to the top. Yeah, let's go. Tokyo yeah. Stories, a movie from 19, 1953. It was directed and co-written by Yasujiro Ozu. And Kogunoda. He was the other co-writer. Yes, that was what I was going to say next. Oh, sorry. Yes! It was Yay. apparently loosely based on an American 1937 film called Make Way for Tomorrow, which has similar basic themes. And is directed by a director we've covered on this podcast. I saw his name, but I didn't yes. know who he was. Uh, directed Duck Soup. What? Yeah. McCary. Mm-hmm. I... Who cares? Who McCares? Who McCares? <laughs> who McCares? Uh-huh. I'm rolling. <laughs> raffle. 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 Nice. Thanks. Anyway. Good. <laughs> but yeah, that's... that's uh, uh, I don't know. I'll talk more about that later because I wrote more notes about it because people talked about it more. Uh, but it has very similar things. Apparently, it's also good. It has a mm-hmm. also rather high letterbox rating, which kind of surprised me. I was like, wow, maybe the American movie like sucked and then they made the good Japanese movie, but that's not the case. They both seem to be good in their own right. It was like this close to being on the list. Nice. It's just that I already had Duck Soup. Interesting. Duck Soup. Uh... It had a hard time getting out of Japan. Mm. Did you have something to add, Anna? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> you just, you I know, just, when you <laughs> I just get excited okay. and sometimes generally want to repeat words that have just been said in okay. a weirder way. Do it. I think maybe something's wrong with me. Go with it oh, all no. the time. I love duck soup. Duck, duck with soup. With an SH. Whoa. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Okay, <laughs> Carry on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it. I don't know. Apparently, people who like whose job it was to get movies out of Japan saw Tokyo Story and were like, "Too much Japan," and then <laughs> they didn't export it. Like it didn't get come to America for like twenty years. To like, what was it? Yeah, it was screened in the U.S. for the first time in like seventy two. Damn. So. What the heck? Yeah, and then people were like, this movie's fucking good. Why did you keep this from me? What the fuck? It is very, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a Japanese movie. It's very... Yeah, for sure. Japanese. It's very stylistically different from Western stuff. It's very of its time, and it also kind of heavily relies on understanding at least Mm. some aspects of, like, Japanese just culture. Yeah, for sure. And, like... 
that is one of the things that differentiated it from Make Way for Tomorrow that I saw noted being like Make Way for Tomorrow is like Depression era America, I guess. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's more kind of relying not just on the family dynamics and stuff, which is kind of there, but it's like it's an understood economical situation Mm -hmm. that people in America would be like, yeah, that time was pretty terrible. (laughs) Yeah. That sucked. Whereas in Tokyo Story, it is very Japanese in its time and place. And yeah, the changing culture, which was not apparent to me because obviously it's not going to come out and explain that to you. Mm. And me as someone who didn't know a lot of context about that period before watching it and during watching it kind of went over my head. And then now having seen oh. that now I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Some of it is weird. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah because the, the whole time I was like, yeah. Cause I did that whole Kurosawa bench. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I've seen movies that were made in like about this era in this era multiple times. And so it like kind of synthesized yeah. bits from all of those other movies about times changing mm-hmm. specifically yeah. one wonderful Sunday is what this movie mm. rings very Ooh. strongly of, which I've seen a few times now. Hmm. And I was like, ah, yeah. So we're talking about this shit. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. That movie like, is definitely a better introduction to this mm-hmm. era in history though. Like, yeah. Like it, it really feels good. apparent now that I know about it, I guess like mm-hmm. and look back on Tokyo story and be like, okay, yeah. That makes sense, but just at the time, I just, you know, there's not really a lot of indication. Right. Other, I mean, like, obviously they allude to the war and stuff, and, like, that is having an impact, but I didn't realize how much of an impact. Anyway, from mm-hmm. what I gathered, Hannah, I don't know if you heard or know about this either. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm gonna because I'm going to say it, but I just Yay. gathered the basic bits of it being, like, post-World War One Japan being, like, or World two. War Two. The fuck time did this movie come the out? Fuck! I was thinking about probably the thirties <laughs> because of Make Way for Tomorrow's dates, which came out in the thirties. Whatever war it was, that there was only one world war. They just took a break in the middle. The sequel just was just part two uh, of so the things, same. Things war. happened. Wait, <laughs> there was a, a kind of big war in Japan, was in it, and anyway, it was over. And I don't even know all the details, so I probably shouldn't talk about it. But apparently, there was just a kind of cultural movement away from things that were traditionally Japanese cu- cultural values, very massive, more like mm-hmm. westernized capitalistic values being introduced, which is perhaps why the uh, children, uh, you know, adult children, people in this movie are like, I'm gonna work so and not see my family very much and it's sad that makes me sad which is weird and, and new at the time i guess They're workaholics. it was so i've got a decent amount of information on that just because of my kurosawa binge which oh. by the way after watching this i do have to say i think getting into ozu is best served by first having gotten into kurosawa <laughs> because while the two of them are like probably the two most like well-known classic Japanese directors, mm-hmm. arguably like Mizuguchi's in there mm-hmm. and stuff, but people know Ozu and Kurosawa. Um, Kurosawa is often labeled as the most Western mm. of Japanese directors. And Ozu yeah. is considered the most Japanese of Japanese directors. And so you kind of have to get via like, you know, classic cinema, like golden age, Hollywood, um, filmmaking technique Mm -hmm. you are like brought into japanese culture through kurosawa and then through ozu you can 
be led through your understanding of Japanese culture to an extent uh, in this era through to like a more like classic Japanese style of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, But what I will say, what I've learned from the like 12 Kurosawa films that deal with specifically this, um, basically post-war Japan, America occupies it Mm. and Mm -hmm. is intentionally pushing westernization um like there's an there's an extent to which the the younger you know culture the younger generations are wanting to move in that direction but Mm -hmm. also like specifically individualism as opposed to collectivism is being pushed aggressively by the american government Mm -hmm. on japan to the extent that the movies that were made in that era um were censored to the point of like hey you have to push individualism you have to push this you have to push that and all of these narratives are coming out through these films Mm -hmm. um and so it's interesting because kurosawa would be using western filmmaking to like smuggle in his ideas that guess what this american (laughs) occupation is fucked and the way that culture is changing is kind of bullshit and this is not a better direction for japan to go um Mm -hmm. but smuggling it in in this way it's like oh look at this fancy noir film with like dramatic you know whatever um, and then Ozu is just kind of sitting in the background being like, this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of have to sit in it. And those are two very different yeah. ways of critiquing it. But, um, sorry, one more bit. Uh, the, the censorship portion, I, I think the occupation in general ended in 1951 or 52. Okay. So 53 would be like, potentially the first year that you'd be able to make a movie without being aggressively censored by America, mm-hmm. which like sense. involved like submitting your script in English and then writing things on it and like being like, does uh-huh. it really have to be this Japanese? Anyway, it was a really shitty thing. We love cultural Country sucks. Yeah. And that's why it's also interesting because you see these younger generations and you even see like the dad and whatever wearing like kind of western suits yeah. when when going to tokyo and you're, you're kind of seeing this like for me the clothes was like a very big way of seeing mm. like kind of when he's specifically criticizing yeah. western culture being brought into japan anyway anyway makes sense it it's cool sad, with historical yes. context text it definitely makes this movie more interesting yeah no that that definitely does add a lot to it and i will carry that when I do inevitably rewatch this movie. Hell yeah. I feel like... No, wait, never mind, I forget. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel in general. Okay. I learned about cultural appropriation mm-hmm. oh. in this class I was forced to take. Oh. Yeah? At my university. Oh. And it happens a lot. It does. It kind of makes me feel like we really don't know the full culture. Like... Yes. Like, we do historically, I guess, but no one can, like, go experience it mm-hmm. anywhere. And that's so sad. Hard. Yeah, because westernization is, like, spread across, like, everything. And yeah. there's, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just so much America in everywhere else all the time. Unfortunately. And so Which it's is, like, depressing. I don't know. Makes sense that, like, there would be kind of a dominant type of culture, I guess. 
or that people suck cultures would like follow after other cultures of like what's working or marketing wise or whatever but it is sad because i want to go to a country japan would probably still be this way but be like completely lost right like i don't know how anything works (laughs) there's an extent to which at least from what i've heard going to japan is about as far away from going to america as possible but even still you speak english in japan uh, at least from like what I've heard from, you know, a lot of people who travel to Japan and people are like, oh, can I practice my English with you? Like every, like it's, (laughs) you can't like fully just escape. There's a, the kid in Tokyo story, isn't he? He's doing something with English. Yeah, no, he is. Yeah. You hear him in the background Mm -hmm. and he's like practicing. Mm, Yeah. yeah, He's studying even then, which I guess makes even more sense. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I think, I don't know. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Partially because they're kind of forced to and partially because their country because of world war ii and all this other socioeconomic stuff has kind of hit a crash and mm. change is being aggressively adopted for the sake of like i want to eat yeah. and you know Food. it did lead to some amount of an economic boom like for sure yeah but like i appreciate the directors being like but what are we losing mm-hmm. Um, think about it and it's nice to have some of that captured in film as that's happening as well see you just had this whole other perspective on it i was just like here we go movie yeah yeah i guess that's because you you don't think about the fact that like you have other information that people don't have when it's just information that you have, I guess. So right? I, didn't even, I didn't even think about that. But You just know it already. But man, if I'd watched this before watching all of Kurosawa's movies, or at least his early ones, I would have no clue. I died. I didn't even see it. Yeah. You died? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Are you okay? No. My sweet, sweet, sweet Chuck Norris. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna just stop at Sweet Chuck because you know that's oh uh, Chuck because that's a classic Robin Hood Howard Pyle type thing Chuck Chuck I don't know did you ever did you guys ever have to read the Merry Adventures of Robin Hood I love that book <laughs> it's good it's a little violent it is for a twelve year old it's so I don't good. remember how old I was I love it I wrote a report on it and I have a fancy copy but anyway Ooh. the the great thing is like. You know, Robin Hood and Little John are always calling each other Sweet Chuck. Oh, it's I like, forgot about that. It's like oh. their version of bro. <laughs> but nice. it's oh, so Sweet Chuck. Sweet Chuck. Nice. But Sweet Chuck Norris is like the meme version of that. It's a joke. I'm your Sweet Chuck Norris. Sweet Chuck Norris. Uh, but yeah, okay. So I think in retrospect, if I were to change this list, the only thing that I would do is since Tokyo Story kind of needs some context before it, perhaps, to be able to get a lot out of it, would be to, like, somehow stick One Wonderful Sunday in there Mm. beforehand. But also, we need Seven Samurai, and that came out a year afterwards. I just feel like it's important. I mean, I don't feel like it's the list's job to educate us on Japanese history. It's not the list's job to educate you on Japanese history, but it's the list job to educate you on film and if you're not yeah well I given mean, what you I still need got to that so yeah i don't know here's what i will say this is the one if, if any movie i should have researched before i watched it it was this one mm. and i did not that's Valid. fair so maybe yeah. i will do that 
in the future. Because it's also important to note that this is the third movie in a trilogy. Right. <laughs> Which is, is true. That's also kind of important. I kind of important. I saw you it's, a, it's a thematic trilogy. Fair. Like Noriko is the main character in all three, mm-hmm. played by Setsuko Hara, who's amazing. Amazing. She's so cool. I love um, these actors. I did appreciate the acting. She's, yeah, I love her. She's in also a lot of Kurosawa films early on. Actually, I recognized a decent amount of, I think a majority of the actors in this I've seen in other movies. Um, but uh, the Noriko trilogy is just kind of, it's got thematic ties, but it doesn't have like plot ties. Yeah. Like actors who play like, the sister and blah, 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 like you know are are also play different characters in those early movies mm-hmm. so it's it's not exactly following the same noriko but she's kind of the same character i don't know anyway it's interesting it's a thing it's cool dude, dude. i forgot seven samurai was the next he, he does yeah. tend to work with the same people it seems mm-hmm. just in general yeah. but in since they're also the same people that Kurosawa worked with. I wonder if they're just like, if, I, I just wonder if like, there was not a, as large a pool. I mean, obviously there probably wasn't as large a pool of mm. actors as there are today. Yeah. But, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was also just more of a thing to reuse the same actors a lot back then. Yeah. It's chill. I do not know. Anyway, Setsukahara is really cool. She plays a really cool character in The Idiot, which is Kurosawa's adaptation of uh, Dostoevsky's novel. Hmm. And it's like crazy and awesome and was going to be four hours long until they cut it down to like two hours and 40 minutes, <laughs> which killed the movie. The like, idiot. And there's no way to see the original cut no. of that movie. Hmm. But I'm, I'm telling you now, if, there, if that cut was there... Seven Samurai would not be considered Kurosawa's masterpiece. Neither would Rashomon, neither would Rant. It would just be the idiot. Like that movie has the spark of like being the best thing that's ever existed ever. And then it gets destroyed in the edit. It's so sad. Sorry. Anyway, she's a really, she plays sad. a really interesting character. In that Dumb. Movie. But how, how do we know that the long version is the best if no one's seen it? Well, guesses. Uh, it's mostly a guess. Um, but also, if you watch the movie, <laughs> it's just raw and beautiful and really interesting mm. and very well acted and dramatic and cool. And there's just bits that are missing. Like, it just feels like yeah. parts of the story are not there. I'll watch it. But it's cool. if you are what you watch, I don't want to be an idiot. You can be a seven samurai instead. Oh, good. Which I just want to be long. a rear window. Oh, man, it's a long movie, maybe, but it's you, really fun. It is good. It's fun. You can watch it in two parts, maybe. That's yeah, a good idea. It's not bad. There's like an intermission, isn't there? The other is. And so. it actually splits up the movie, not straight in half, but it, yeah. it does split it up into parts. Yep. So I'll do good. that with snacks. Actually, I'll just do mm-hmm. one part one night. It's more exciting. Night. It's actually, it's like, you know, it's a more conventional, like you said, sort of Western feeling movie because it's got fun samurai action and jokes and cool things jokes. in it. It's a good time. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I love jokes. And it's interesting because like, it's it's easier to appreciate from our perspectives a Kurosawa movie than an Ozu movie. Mm-hmm. And even though I really like, love Tokyo Story, I do probably prefer Kurosawa. Yeah. And like, 
Kurosawa had more direct influence on movies that we've seen and internalized. That's true. In West culture. Like, like because Kurosawa became Star Wars, Ozu didn't really become anything. Until yeah. Sort of like recently. he's he's definitely like influenced like Mike Lay and like sure. more you know It's not as out there. Out yeah, but yeah. like or not New as, Hollywood, like, which is our perception of Hollywood, which is what people in our generation call old movies, which I now think is very funny. Nice. Um, but but New Hollywood is just like a bunch of Kurosawa fans. Like yeah. we're talking about Francis Ford Coppola and George sure. Lucas and people and Spielberg. And they're all like, yeah, Kurosawa is the reason why I make movies. Yeah. Mm. Um, so that'll be fun to talk about. That's a lot. I guess. So. That's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, like, it's very easy to appreciate Kurosawa Mm -hmm. from that perspective. It's just like, well, this is what we know as movie. Yeah. Um, For sure, for sure. But it's also just very interesting that even at the time, Kurosawa was the one that was, like, getting shit done. Um, And, like, like critically, Mm -hmm. like, as far as world films go. Like, he won the Palme d'Or or or whatever mm-hmm. in like 1950 Jeez. for Rashomon. So like he had already, he already had this critical success good. kind of all over the world. Yeah. And at this point, Ozu never got a movie over to the U S until what? 70. I guess. Yeah. I and didn't hear about this was his like biggest his movies, one, but yeah, this was, was the one that so. kind of broke him through to America is what I read. Hmm. Um, but it also had, it was very controversial at the time with critics. Like apparently some critics walked out and were like, this is, boring and outdated thing so it even at the time it wasn't as easy to appreciate kind of a hard movie Um, it asks a lot of you yeah it really does kurosawa movies rarely ask much of you but Mm -hmm. man does this movie ask things (laughs) that's such a great way to sum up the experience (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i don't which makes us sound like a lazy movie watchers but we're not it made me feel bad when I looked at Citizen Kane being as high up on the list as it was because mm. I was like, man, I feel like in comparison, you don't have to work to understand why Citizen Kane is amazing. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, Tokyo Story, not, like I had to kind of think about it. Yeah. Citizen Kane's different where it's like, I don't feel like it's offering anything particularly profound, at least not in my viewing, I guess, mm. and not that I'm remembering, but it's more just that it's like, it's just doing a fun, cool movie, and it's just like perhaps the tightest possible version of that. Yeah, like holy crap! It's just very technically and overall impressive, but it doesn't have much beyond that. Mm-hmm. So it is very valuable, but like Tokyo Story is valuable in some similar ways and some very different ways. Which is why I'd say Tokyo Story is probably more like um, Grand Illusion. Yeah, for me because it's mm-hmm. like it's it's the difference between like dramaticism and flashiness and Mm -hmm. just kind of wisdom i guess right like yeah tokyo story is very much about like it has something very weighty on its mind but it's it's going to tell you that in as yeah as not flashy a way as possible Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that's definitely something i saw noted being like he goes out of his way to keep notable events off screen and like a lot of stuff is it is very just mundane and and quiet Mm -hmm. but man that bit when Noriko's crying and stuff, that whole scene really got me. <laughs> uh, I, I had to rewind it and watch it a second time <laughs> when I finished the movie. Noriko. Nice. That's good. I'm going to name my 
future dog that. Oh, that's good. What kind of puppy? Oh, yeah. That's actually a good idea. Noriko. Noriko. No one else would like that. Noriko. No, but it'd be exciting. Maybe I'll just call it that secretly. Like, it'll have this really general name, like Fifi. And I'll be like, come here, Oh, God, don't go with Fifi. Okay, it was so funny because yesterday my mom was like, you could name it Gigi or Jojo. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I won't let that one go. (laughs) Jojo. Well, we were like, Gigi sounds prissy and dumb, so Jojo is better. Yeah. It would be but so. Really it would be know. so funny. <laughs> I like it because I'd just be like calling for the dog, like Jojo. Jotaro. Oh, I'd get Where so excited. Where are you? <laughs> Let's name it Tokyo. <laughs> Whoa. That'd be cute. Interesting. I name anyway, it Kyoto. I actually, I know a family that got a puppy and they disagreed on the name. Like two people really liked the name Mulligan or something, and then Whoa. the rest of the family. Didn't like I'm gonna mulligan that, that one. That's sad. Remember. There Why was something else. I can't remember. <laughs> I had like two names, and now every time I'm like, wait, what's your puppy's name? They give me different answers. <laughs> Stuart. Whoa. <laughs> Stuart. Yeah, we should just yeah. name a dog Billy. Stuart. It was just like, I don't know I why think that's that what sucks, it was. I don't remember. I love it. <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, well, Ugh. they they really doing some damage to the dog's brain. Dog will never understand who it is. Nope. Who am I? I can't remember. Uh, I lost my identity. Again? Uh. Freaking again? Oh, wait. Sorry. You have things that you... I have. We have probably haven't even talked about your things. I'm roughly two paragraphs into what I wrote. Okay. <laughs> I won't... Let's I, keep going. Clearly, we're having enough good conversation on our own that it doesn't really need to be guided by my bullets. But some of this is kind of fun. There were fun quotes. Like... About the production and making of hell yeah, which there I didn't that. see a ton of information about, but apparently it's very tight. When Ozu was making a movie, he was like he wrote it out and knew exactly what it was going to be, and so that uh, people talking about that it was a uh, Chishu Ryu quoted as saying, "By the time he had finished writing a script, after about four months' effort, he had made up every image in every shot, so that he never changed the scenario after he went on the set, and the words were so polished up that he would not allow us even a single mistake." So people were just like, they were just like, yep, I am I am directed to the finest point. And it had good results. Mm-hmm. So, just thank, like exactly like what John Houston did with the Maltese Falcon. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Which is cool. You're right. You're right. And sometimes that really works. And sometimes it doesn't. Right. Yeah. It's but, like if you had someone with poorer direction and, and perhaps taste, then you could see it going very mm-hmm. wrong. It turned out good in these cases. But I was, so I like halfway, no, not even halfway through the film, probably like within the first 30 minutes, I just sat there and thought and I was like, oh, wow. I just remembered that these are actors and that this dialogue was written. And I like, even when I realized that I couldn't actually conceive of it because I don't know, like the main pair, that old magical couple, mm-hmm. just felt like such <laughs> actual people and there was nothing flashy about the dialogue and there was nothing flashy about what they were doing. Like they're just sitting there on the tatami mat in the middle of their house and it was like, oh, this is just, these are real people though, right? Like he doesn't like <laughs> change out of this costume right. and like put on a, westernized suit and like 
go out for lunch at a, you know, westerny diner. Like, this doesn't happen. This is just a person. <laughs> and that Ozu is somehow able to, even with something that's so, like, planned out and methodical and written exactly, get people to deliver it that way with no flash is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I find, like, I've done some, like, tr- kind of trying to attempt realism in some film projects that I've done. Mm-hmm. And trying to write dialogue that feels real always turns it into like this like melodramatic, like <laughs> stepped up Noah Bombach thing, yeah. which I'm not going for, but yeah. like where it's, it's kind of hard. approaching realism, but it's more that it's just striking at a real emotion, mm-hmm. but like getting something that actually is just how people are mm-hmm. seems so challenging. Oh, totally. And I don't know how you would direct an actor to give that performance off of just plain dialogue with them not editing a word at all like that's yeah. crazy so how true. i don't yes. understand i forgot they were actors sometimes because mm-hmm. i try to like pick up on the acting and mm-hmm. i i do this a lot in foreign films i like forget to like pick <laughs> it apart mm. i don't know why but i think it's just like it's so separated from me yeah. mm. i can't compare myself to what they're doing oh that's fair if that makes sense mm-hmm. so and then especially in this i was just like oh yeah they're acting yeah what is that? Wow. Wow. Uh, Imagine. One of my f- friends um, is in film school and his professor, she's just like, she sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> but she has this podcast and she did a review of Parasite and she oh. hated it. She hated it. And her biggest critique was how the Eastern style of acting is so overdramatic and ridiculous and about that. crappy and all this stuff and i'm and how, uh, how all the talent got just totally not recognized at all at the oscars you know like ford v ferrari should have won best picture or something like she she's just out there being that. like if it's not american and then she was talking about how it you know it's sort of anti-american for this movie to win and all this gross stuff anyway my thought gross. is yikes i wonder as her teaching film and film history to all of her students has she ever seen this movie probably not or if she did she hated it because at the very least it shows there is not in just one singular eastern style of acting or something because imagine trying to compare the acting in parasite to the acting in tokyo story to the acting (laughs) in like I don't know, Seven Samurai, as we'll see next sure. week. There's, it's not the same. Yeah. It's completely it's different. different yeah. Sorry. But also, nothing about this movie is overdramatic. No. Like, Ozu Definitely. calls and referred to this movie as his melodrama. Yeah, I and saw that too. Oh my there's, gosh. There's not... <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this for him was, was going out. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> this is the sappy one, because there's that one scene where Setsuka Hara is like... Ugh. Which is a good scene. But... I mean, in... Uh... The other Koganata short uh, mm. way of Ozu, I mm-hmm. think, he he puts a lot of shots of, of people crying, like doing that same like crying mm. like motion. So perhaps so there like, are tears sometimes, maybe not as much, or maybe it's different. I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't don't know. seen any of them. That's my thing. I've like, only seen two movies of his, and sad. I am so excited to actually watch straight through them. Do it. I have it planned. I am going to watch so, one yeah, of yeah. his a month. He's got the plan out. In that, so it'll take me 72 years because there's yeah. a bunch of them. But Heck yeah. Yeah. Also, interesting to note, because I don't think we've talked about it yet, and I'm not sure that you have it in your notes. 
Ozzy started out as a silent film director. Yes. And he directed like 11 or 12 silent films before this. So this is actually late career for him. Yeah. No. Yeah. He no. Died in yeah. 63? No. Yeah, he died 10 years On after his this birthday. That's yes. what I was freaking out about earlier. This said 1972. December. Hmm? That's when the movie hit America. Oh, yeah. He died on his 60th birthday, yeah. which is the 12th of December, which is also kind of, so 12-12 when he turned 60. 12-12. A multiple of 12. Exactly. Six. Which is wild. Anyway, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I'm all six. Everything about him just feels six, so perfectly six. constructed. Yes. Can we talk about the way this movie is shot? Do you have things about the way this movie is shot? I do. Can you tell me your things about the things about the way it's shot? Uh, I had notes about just general like styles and themes and stuff. Uh, mentioning slow paced and minimalist, which is kind of his thing. Kind of talked about that. Uh, there's the whole deal about the camera being set very low. The tatami shot, mm-hmm. as it was called, apparently. Just, yeah. Doesn't move the camera. Apparently, only moves it like once in this movie. Yes. Some movies where oh. he has some movies where he moves it zero times. Jeez. Very still, stationary, often just looking at still things and, and that one moving shot yeah. is like very it like really stands out i don't even remember you don't okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry i I'm sucked over, at watching this no movie. it's sorry. fine i'm just so when glad it, we real were, life, you tell me everybody. what it is maybe i'll remember yeah. it so you know uh when <laughs> um fair. there were a lot of characters there names are a to lot keep of track names. of in this movie and mm-hmm. a lot who was who carry on but but when he and his wife are sitting down she's feeling a little faint and they walk away the camera like and it, it's just this moment of like all of a sudden hmm. the camera it, i don't know it's it, it i was taken aback it was nice. very surprising depth like do you have anything mm. about the there's a way yeah and you see somebody like kind of walking by like several different like doorways there's like just mm. this, this massive amount like, you have this layers. room and you can see the room that the camera's in and then you can see that because i'm a massive fan of koganata who obviously got seems to be the biggest ozu fan ever mm-hmm. <laughs> uses that kind of shot even more like massive depth like he will film from basically yes. something in the kitchen and like he's filming over here from the bathroom and space in these shots makes sense is that yeah this is true at least so far in the movies we've covered his lack of master shots mm. apparently so just like that's more just like all right we're gonna show a few people over here one person there each character yeah. as it goes and not not any like direct close-ups either right the no. whole room there are no I'm anderson sure. shots yeah Exactly. That he breaks the like 180 degree the same way when it's cutting back and forth between them. Mm. <laughs> I know I've yelled about a dude on two. But like I'd, I've seen this guy. He just he's always looking in the same direction. But back, I, I, either, think, I think it. I think I kind of remember that looking back right now. on a side and then re-entering the frame from the same side. That's how that works. he does. Yeah. Like I don't know. I, the only other movie I've, has a lot of things like that if mm. i remember like these very established shots that he has and people walking through these i don't it kind of like yeah. that i don't know it's interesting yeah, it's unusual it's cool yeah. those things very like you know out like that i guess probably keeps your attention no no no, no. totally good morning. it's cool uh, good morning oh man i we just ripped the, the whole, whole quote <laughs> we did he emphasized plot to zen buddhism and the modern world's fascination with surface value wow uh, yeah, talked about that a whole theme of like, um, very sort of a very heavy theme in the movie, yeah. and like also True. both kind of, yeah, it's very sober. And the way that like 
that dad talks about that sometimes your kids are disappointing mm-hmm. and, and like yeah. angry and like stuff as you it's would like, expect this acceptance of it yeah it's just yeah there's diff- different how it is this is how it's going to be i don't know. try to change that it's just yeah. it they, they like kind of put the feel everything and then they're like okay so you don't you know going somewhere else don't feel like you need to come visit if something makes it feel less it, she's dying because they <laughs> don't true. actually care it's an obligation yeah they were sorry mm. i was just gonna be like mm. you would think that they would sit in that more as like that's no good i guess yeah does that make sense yeah reminds me of the thing that you were saying earlier when we were all when, when recording. sorry i'm gonna call you out there but you were just <laughs> like you were but, oh no i'm not anxious i whatever it makes it harder yeah then it it's easier it's like the most inhumane response. I don't know. So like, right. It's this is the way that this it is. is it. Yeah. This is yeah. it. And part of it, you you know, get the child family. They have their own job, like, and it's all the stuff that consumes time and attention and distractor. That's like, oh, now I have to like take my time away from everything else. It's just kind of going to going to be that way. They have Konchi and Shige made a lot of effort, but at least Noriko was like. Can I have the day off? And got it. I know. Distraction. Bomber. I guess. It yeah. felt so. It was, mm, it was rough. It it hurt. Like it kind of matches some of my own experience. Yeah. Like, no. Like when I had that, thought, like understandable, and I was like, yeah, I a pair of this maybe had something that was kind of distracting, like my own relationship with grandparents, which is not take maybe. Uh, Maybe it's because I was distracted a lot when I was around. The way that I am with my own parents, I yeah. guess, as well. Because, mm-hmm. like, long-ass time now. Uh, right. I gotta, gotta do something with the yeah. fam. Once that- like, I've got my own things going yeah. on and whatever. And I've I've kind of experienced maybe reading in a bit too much to my family. You know, my, my parents are a bother or yeah. whatever. It's but awkward. I want to interact. And there's mm-hmm. this, like... Things are going in this one direction, not wanting that to happen. Mm-hmm. And so there's also this kind of like, it would be to have this kind of perspective of like, this is the way that I guess I'll just leave you alone because you're thing. But just in this like, well, things are different now to sort out what the the new dynamic is. That acceptance does it. make it easier. Yeah. And I think even just like watching mm-hmm. maybe enables you to be like, okay. There is a natural, difficult try maybe to counteract mm-hmm. that if I can. Just yeah. Okay. Well, it's it is maybe. very interesting in that sense because like the Western approach to this movie would be a dysfunctional family. The movie was remade now. This dysfunctional family and about oh man, isn't this family broken? Because also we have mm-hmm. extent in a lot of our films uh, and things that are this. I don't feel like this movie could be categorized as a dysfunction is dysfunctional. It's making the argument like, yeah, this is sad and this is hard. Yeah. Um, and that makes it easier to be able to, uh, of, you know, oh, this is <laughs> green. Well, I guess we have problems. It's mm-hmm. just sort of like, yeah, problems exist. Indeed. This is a good, cause there's a lot to talk about whether or not you enjoy the film. Yeah. I guess more insightful takes into mm. the movie. And, like, I agree. That makes sense. I, I didn't totally, you know, it didn't hit me at the time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. It does kind of make shallowness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know. It's, hmm. it is kind of, it's, it's kind of a cold. And again, like, 
I saw just mentioned of like not a lot's going on and it's it is kind of boring in and now the emotion is out very clearly the tears mm-hmm. are out Perfect. like I think if you were to cut the plot function as the plot functions you would just make it such a crappy movie yeah because it doesn't have any of the like added layers of like and mm-hmm. things changing and that actually felt like with Noriko yeah. like they wouldn't have had ship with Noriko or like have any of this value if had just been like super welcoming and like they did stuff all the time and whatever relationship with Noriko wouldn't have really developed at all and she does bring a lot of emotion to the movie mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but it's not as strong as what we will experience oh. it's impossible to watch a Kurosawa oh. film and not be beaten over the head with times very excited. There's, as is a Roger Ebert quote. Hell yeah. He saved the, words. He said that the movie lacks sentimental truths have exploited. It doesn't want to force our emotions, but to share its own. But I, I don't like Perhaps. feeling pretentious and saying it, but it's <laughs> easier for the movie to just be like, all right, now everybody, it really makes me think like I should have spent time with them while they were here. Yeah. Um. And. But you will. Yeah, here it is. Because it was yeah, like, true. it actually means totally. Like, I've seen movies here, like mm-hmm. that just kind of go. Like yeah. in the moment, I'm like, oh, this is so good, and then it's just gone, and it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. But a movie that's like to like push the emotional like impact it could have on me to just pull up whenever. Mm-hmm. But it does give me something that I podcast and talk about it. Man, we have so much more to talk about than we. A lot of appreciation that's for nice. that kind of. I don't know if it's not taking the easy route. Yeah, I it's guess. Just mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, a fill a time about self is his most important weapon. Protracted sequences make you hasten away. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And functions like a normal movie is when they're in the tour bus. To an extent. No. There's a good quote. I never get mine. to go to this. Mm. This when they were like all right come on let's go to the did you just get all the like oh yes i am a parent and then i came to visit and now they are treating me like the station and because i am still their parent and still care about them i'm here to see you i'm just going to go along with it because it's easier for them because i mean that's super fleshed out but yeah not in that much depth perhaps i was like just being shuffled away Mm -hmm. so that they don't have to yeah but it, it's the yeah, act like everything's true. all good yeah adds another layer no. that's fine see maybe this will be like a francis hawks uh, there's a movie and then i was like but how about this so maybe oh, oh, oh. i'll watch this again one day and an extra like text that i have now but hopefully i can enjoy it perspective and and actually have a good time with it nice last night i thought about it <laughs> But I didn't. It wasn't a lot. We're done good, but, son. You know, we did. Now I've got one last thing I would like. Okay. Before we, we would like you to give us your feelings on this. Did that letterbox rating go up? <laughs> hey. It was, I realized when we started recording that I didn't put it up. And it's nice. just a whole ass of all listeners. <laughs> hey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Merp. <laughs> For life. Yeah, at the end, I just said, I feel dumb posting this. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's not that it's old. It's not that it's, like, foreign. Maybe it is a mood thing. Like you said, like, you guys, that makes you work a little bit harder to kind of appreciate its depth. Watching it, 
yeah, it was just like emotions, brains and emotions and like diving into the deep conversations and it felt stagnant. Like maybe we mm-hmm. just didn't know what we were getting into. Kind of exactly what I would expect. More or less, like they don't. Do- and then this one is probably the, the most stylistically distinct thing that we watched. Right. Right. He had really cool purpose and intention behind what he like, <laughs> like I put it at a three and I'm going to leave it there for now. But I, I have it on the guest list hmm. because I'm like, I can still look back and be like, yeah, this is that we've had now around it. And I fully expect that a rewatch. So happy <laughs> at how massive the disparity in our ratings I'm saying in, I guess, confidence, but which is now not in confidence. I was like, man, it's mm. good. Wow. That we all like it. Yeah. And then that was it. And I'm like, I thoughts, you know, this I, movie sucks. And I love that. Oh, and it's like in my list of favorites. In a weird way, it's because it's it's. Mm. I was happy. He was like wrapped up in a blanket on the couch and just being like. Um, and different things speak to different people. So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. some people need this. To your personal experience, I feel like that is a much more direct corollary. And- yeah there too well yeah because like that that scene where um things man i need to remember freaking <laughs> names I rem- um, like like uh maybe we should send them to like atomy mm-hmm. and it's really hard not to see this as like something that's about mm-hmm. the adults is like a mood that i, I feel see my parents talking that way about my grandparents mm-hmm. yeah totally see, reflected Frick. back because it's not something that i think about very often grandma oh yeah <laughs> good times <laughs> yeah my grandma texted me on christmas and i didn't a whole week later oh god and i was like oh i'm sorry and we had a conversation i feel bad anyway yeah it's it's all of that it's all of this is the lifeblood of this movie but it's also not something that's like at the forefront of my mind all from <laughs> the fact that like there's some family obligation and thing all the time and so it's interesting to see that somebody was like this. Um, it's cool. It's interesting. I mean the feelings that the last unicorn does. What? <laughs> I am the last unicorn. <laughs> hey. I'm just trying to be mean. There's a couple movies not, not on this list. You know what? They do I, I was looking through the list. Is La La Land on there? No. <laughs> Sucks. Oh, yeah. I Whoa. Uh, I think Fight it's me. internally controversial as this movie. Mm. And lower pace things. Obviously, I haven't seen a lot of these, so I can't totally read. But I also bracketed by Come and See and Grave of the Fireflies. That's a movie just uh, surrounded by these harrowing like war death. films. Yeah. You think La La Land sucks? No, I, I just said sucks. I do not actually think suck. I was That's just good. being stupid. Except I kid, I kid. Okay, but here's the fun bit, is that I can totally promise two films that you guys will like, probably. Sure. Perhaps. I'm expecting get and you being like, but good. I don't know. I haven't seen it still. Oh see, I think, I think, yeah, you and I will team up. I can oh see it happening. God. I can also see being like music. I love the Maybe. sound of music. Because big fan. Sound of me. We all have controversial then, opinions. It's Julie At, freaking Andrews. I know. I'm going to be like, this sucks. And then I'm literally going <laughs> to pull still, but just of you screaming. I don't want to watch. We're, and then we're going to watch. Actually, it's not boring. There's surely, stuff happening. Surely we <laughs> So Peter O'Toole is in this and it looks... Then, I no, like- you know, however long this podcast is worth of nuance. That's fair. <laughs> is that we could talk about all the things and then with all of the context, boring. it's a good vibe. Uh, I feel that way. And if we don't... Because it does. There's a problem. Two of us. I'm really excited about Paper I'm Moon. I'm excited for that. 
Suspiria is going to be another one I'm probably going to be like, oh no. Like, I, gonna... I don't know what to expect from Suspiria because I've only seen the remake. Different. It probably so, is. Yeah. I've never seen any I'm kind of... Thing. I don't know. Is it Gialli when it's plural and Giallo? I think it's Giallo. I think but I've I heard people remember. say like, I really like Gialli. Right. That's... It's going to be good. Anyway. There's going to be movies multiple times. I've seen it like one and a half times maybe. If I'm being wrong. Oh. Because <laughs> I... I, don't, I definitely watched like half of it. Gotcha. So I think that was probably when I logged it again as like a partial. Hell yeah. I still haven't seen that. It's so scary. Uh, but uh, see, that would be a good redemption also for me on The Godfather. Because when I watched The Godfather, I was like, okay, sorry, this is to an extent how I felt about The Godfather. And everybody's like, you're wrong. And Ladybird. Oh, Wait, you got her? Damn. Ladybird? I don't think you got Ladybird. It says I did because Hunter got Padded Paddington too. I don't know. Wait, really? Is it's okay. It's whatever. Those are both movies that can, make me cry. You can take Ladybird if I can have Grand Budapest. Uh, I don't, I don't think know, it, it's okay. But is that the trade that you went for, Hunter? Was because goes in order. It's you know, it's just us going allowed to make for a movie that we specifically want to do with somebody adjacent for Inception, which oh, means yeah. I don't have a long rant about how Christopher Nolan isn't that great. But now we watch. You're right. Yeah. And I get to do dog tooth. Just more personally relevant for both mm -hmm. of us. So, I'm just not a Nolan. Young, I can film lad thinking that Inception was the greatest thing. And now seeing Inception above a lot of other movies. But like, also kind of not. Like it. I was like, let's go see it. I'm glad I've we never saw seen it. it. It was and cool. We saw it and it, mm -hmm. It's a movie. Anyway, cool. I'm glad we've had Yay. this conversation. 2.5 star disparity in our ratings, in, in your opinion? Probably one of I would put it above Gone with the yeah, Way. <laughs> like, that's the thing. It's, it's like stuff. Even though my personal enjoyment... It was still... At first, I'd still say it was higher than making me bummed out that I was watching it. Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like it's like it's in the middle. It's just like me. Yeah, that's fair. Gone with the Wind, I just like... Upsetting. Uh, so, at the moment, Tokyo Story is number one for me. Oh, yeah. Citizen Kane is the... I've probably gotten much more out of mm -hmm. like the at least like Grand Illusion also had a lot on it. They're not in or around wartime like parallel experiences. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Tokyo Story is like universal despite not being universally enjoyable. <laughs> this I don't feels know. long. It's our longest episode. Like I hope it is. It feels long. Yeah. For. It's, an it's uh, an hour and 37. Oh, but you'll probably cut nonsense at the beginning. Right. Oh, we had some good rambles, guys. You can go check it out. Can we post sneak peeks? That because we yes. found a good way to do that. Movieoverload.com has pod the link. Dot com does have links. Did I say movieoverload.com? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I love you so much. <gasps> Marry me. I do. And. It yeah, gotta, yeah. yeah. Be very friendly. If you showed up at my front door. <laughs> All right, you do. Or your non-patronage. I appreciate your listenage <laughs> at the very least. We do. Sometimes when episodes end, we say a thing. And usually delay it for quite a while because he never. But he it's didn't true. this time. And so as we say at the end of this. <laughs> is yeah, Hunter doesn't do I'm not on the IMDB quotes page for this <laughs> When I keep treading water, just hoping that he will want to say. See, it doesn't oh, translate yeah. well into like a one-liner. Yeah, man, that was shocking. Okay, hold on. Uh, uh, mama, you've grown taller. 
She was so big when I was little that I used to feel ashamed. She still thinks that. That's sad. Don't say that. I'm just going to say that about my own mother. Every line sucks. That that one's true. Sorry, I overrode what you were saying. And I, every scene, now that I think about it, and I think it'll be cool. Thanks. Fuck off, Woody Allen. Yeah. Damn it. Like, it was one of those movies that I kind of squeal at. Like, I'm like, oh. I love this song. We are recording that right now. He is not confirmed as dead. So, yes. Who is not confirmed as dead? I don't remember his name. Oh. I was like, watching like walking at the end of the movie. That would be hilarious. <laughs> like he'll walk in after she dies, and they're just gonna be like, "You suck! I can't believe you weren't here before she died." Man, imagine if Ozu was like a really boring director like that. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would suck so bad. I thought that I was going to plug them in, and then I forgot to. I'm independent. Sometimes. I'm just lazy. (laughs) 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 Hey guys, did you see that new movie with... So, editing that episode, that bit is the best. Really? (laughs) It's so... Like, I was laughing. Like, just... I was just letting that play while I just, you know, moseying around, waiting for something to come up for me to clip out, which mostly doesn't happen. But, like, that bit comes up, and I'm just like... (laughs) Because we were laughing so hard. It's, like, contagious. It's really good. Ah, I want to listen to it. Well, Ah. it's on Anchor. uh, So, if you're logged in on our side on Anchor, uh, you can listen to it. I have two, count them, two TikTok fans that were like, subscribed. And like one was like, I subscribed on uh, Apple Podcasts or something. Good. And that was all. Fuck yeah. Perfection. So I need to make like an actual TikTok for the podcast because kind of like tied it into another one oh, and people okay. were like, what podcast? And I was like, the mm. overload. And then they were like, oh, subscribed. I was like, it is. Where it is. So. Well, it did make cool. somewhat of an impact, like very small. Like I noticed the numbers went up by like three. Oh, good. Interesting. So, I think I think it, it, it net us three listeners. Well, and if anyone which ever checks out my website, good. which they do, like I can check the stats on my website. I have it on my front page, gotcha. like linked. So mm-hmm. plugs. Man, it'd be really good for your simps to be able to know about the page. <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I my finally, one hundred and sixty dollars of those. Yeah, I finally started putting the patreon link in the episode descriptions nice so yeah i think we should update the patreon page because it's got the outdated graphics oh heck i forgot about that
Don't we have no uh, content? Uh, well, at the moment, we have no content. Yes. We could record our first ASMR episode today. I, that is true. I have the ASMR episode on that. that mm. No. Maybe there's a tier Somewhere. of feet picks. <gasps> we do have Yikes. a feet pick tier. Feet picks. Hey, Only guys. Subscribe to we the podcast. Check out say, our OnlyFans. We have a tier that just says feet picks, but it's only your feet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Someone's like, who's feet? And I'm just like, feet. <laughs> feet. Toes. They are feet. Would you know the difference? Who's feet? Uh, just feet. Good ones. Little, little good f- ones. Little funny joke feet. Every time someone comments and says the word feet, you have to respond with toes. And every time someone says toes, you have to say feet. And huh. nothing else. That's good, actually. I think that'll work. Mmm, toes. Mmm, <laughs> monkey. Oh, I'm sorry. Ew. <laughs> that's going to be the first thing people hear. I'm going to no. edit that so that that's the first thing people hear. And then it's me saying, mmm, toes. Uh, is this then, your edit? It might be. Then, it's not. But I don't know. I was then, actually uh, thinking oh of asking God. if you want to edit. I don't know if you want to edit them all, but I'm getting oh. nervous that once school starts, I'm not going to have time. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's easy. So I was thinking about just doing it anyway since I just have the card and then we wouldn't have to mess with data transfer that's fair but anyway i'm gonna have that at the beginning and then the intro music's gonna play and then the podcast will start as well are we recording Can you edit me and saying ew yes like that <clears throat> like all right here wait i'm gonna do a new one <laughs> ew <laughs> yes. was, that, was that good are you recording right now <laughs> are you uh no <laughs> am i uh, uh, it's up to really, you actually really sure. uh, do you identify as recording i do now <laughs> yes. well that's so good there's um, a red light in my eyes recording yeah you you do give me those vibes of like you could be like when you do that face you could be like mark zuckerberg's like protege fuck <gasps> Ooh. Just, wait, just do that face all the time i'm gonna steal your privacy I know it's like a it joke mine. That, that, that that dude is creepy looking, but every time I see him, I'm like, he is a lizard man. He Like, holy crap. 